Hello, my name is Mackenzie Thompson. To get into the Halloween spirit, I have a very special story to share with you all. This is a horror movie brought to life. Get ready to discover the dark, creepy past of one of Canada's worst serial murderers, Robert Willie Picton. He is said to have killed 49 women from 1983 till 2002, mostly from Vancouver's downtown East Hastings. If you want to know the rise of someone with this mentality, follow me on this crazy story of this murderer. It all started with Robert growing up as the black sheep of the family in Port Quicklam, British Columbia. He was born on October 24th of 1949 as the middle child born to Leonard and Louise Picton. His siblings were younger brother Dave Picton and older sister Linda Picton. The family lived together at the bottom of a hill on their family-operated farm. Louise had most of her teeth rotted out, which made it hard to understand her words. When she talked, she talked loudly and was described to have a persistent high screech in her voice, like the rest of the family. Louise gave Robert more attention than his father. Leonard was rumored to be extremely abusive whenever he would acknowledge him. Robert, being neglected as a young child, damaged a part of him which he would live with forever. The family moved to another part of Port Quicklam when he was just 14 years old. In the moving process, Robert's sister, Linda, moved away with other relatives, leaving the brothers alone on the farm. The Pictons did well for themselves. They bought the land for cheap while improving the farm with over 700 pigs and a couple hundreds of chickens, which squeezed into a few chicken sheds. Louise also opened up a B&C frozen food section on the farm, where people would buy whole stocks of meat and rent out storing space at the farm for people to come back and get their meat throughout the year. With all the wealth the family had, the two brothers would still wear the same clothes every day and barely showered, especially Robert. He got forced to shower and didn't even like water touching his skin. Eventually, he would tell people he was born without a sense of smell. He probably got used to the smell because pigs were allowed to roam the farm and house at all times, so the family never removed their boots while walking through the house. On top of that, the boys carried a huge stench of pig slop which stuck to the boys for slopping 200 pigs every day before school, at lunch, and after school. Slop was a mixture of corn and dirt to feed the pigs and it stuck to everything they owned. The Picton family was always known as filthy farm people. One day, Robert's father gained the nickname Piggy, but he actually liked it. Of course, the name circled the school, making its way back to the boys, which made them a greater target to pick on. Robert quit school at the age of 15 because of a fight with the principal and continued to work for his parents at the farm full time. But by the early 70s, Robert started his career as an apprentice butcher. At first, he didn't like it, but by his early 20s, he could handle up to two dozen animals a day and then later doubling that. His job must have had a connection to how he would handle people and animals in the future because shortly after getting his job, he got a horse named Goldie. Of course, he liked to show off Goldie, but he sadly died after four years, and instead of burying the horse like a normal person would, he sawed off the head and mounted it to his basement bedroom wall. Along with Goldie's head, the only other possessions he truly cared about was the Picton coat of arms, which was also displayed on the wall, and a book with all the town's local family history, including the Pictons. As far as furniture went in his room, he only had a mattress on the floor which had a big black stain in the middle. 
1978, on New Year's Day, Leonard died at the age of 91. This start of the year wasn't the only bad thing the Pictons had coming. Later on that year, one of the piggeries burned down, killing 600 pigs. The year after, Louise died on April Fool's Day in 1979 at 69 years old. At this point, the farm was worth well over a million dollars, and the three children were waiting for their will. They each got $90,000, but Robert received an additional $20,000 and wouldn't get the other $90,000 if he didn't operate the farm until he was 40. With Robert having free time to do whatever he wanted and his meat business growing, he started going to auctions around Western Canada with orders from customers around the town. He would get the cheapest animals no one wanted to buy. Before selling them, he would take them to his farm slaughterhouse and blast their head in with a construction nail gun before cutting off any gross parts of the animals that would look unappealing or damaged to his customers. Robert became a horrible human being around this time. He was seen around East Hastings for years, picking up sex workers in the worst place of Vancouver. He would lure women with drugs and booze, and over the years, women kept disappearing. Now you might be boiling with wonder on how no one caught this sick person sooner, like I was. Robert, oddly enough, started to build a reputation with the Hells Angels while his farm was becoming a new biker hangout for parties. Robert would often send the Hells Angels to scare families away from snitching. The police force was too lazy to investigate in the missing women, and they claimed that the women who went missing were addicted to heroin and probably wandered off. If it wasn't for the city's concern to the women disappearing, the huge investigation on the Picton farm wouldn't have happened. In the early 80s, he started taking excess animal parts and body parts from his mini butcherings down to a rendering plant called West Coast Reduction in Vancouver. This was a rendering plant for all extra parts of animals unfit for human consumption and processed cooking grease from restaurants, which would be grounded up and moved to fryers till the grease is separated. The mixture could be used for cosmetics, soap, candy, or pellets for farm animals and cats. Whatever he didn't ditch there, he would grind up and feed to his pigs. He was a steady customer for 20 years, yet no one questioned him on how he would have such big amounts of meat, including some black chunks. Because of his methods of disposing the bodies, he got away with little evidence for police to collect in using against him. He claims to have killed 49 women but I think that number could have been well over that. After police investigated the farm, they only found DNA belongings to 20 missing women. DNA from 10 of the women were found in Robert's freezers, and several others were found in his meat grinders. Other DNA could not be identified, and a majority of the victims' families would sadly never get full closure because of what Robert Picton did.